0: Hello there. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. It's June the third. Today on the program, we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about something that this really means a lot to me. This is so important, and it's something we often don't think about, which is pretty funny that I'm saying we don't think about because what I want to discuss today is learning to control our thoughts, or maybe we, let's talk about the power of the mind. mind's a powerful thing, and this came about—it's kind of a cool story, and I'll tell you after the prayer—but this idea about controlling our thoughts, paying attention to what's going on in our mind, this came to me in a, in a sort of an unexpected way today, And I'll share it with you after we pray. But I really do believe the Holy Spirit prompts me to discuss certain things on this show. And uh, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but you probably do if you if you listen to the show for any any amount of time. I don't have a rigid outline for what I do, and I want it that way. I come into this program with some ideas. I usually have an idea where I want to go, and then. Then I just turn it over to the Holy Spirit and and let the Spirit lead me where where I'm supposed to go and and I think it works good that way and and I am very glad that you are here I'm glad that we can hang out together for the next thirty minutes and talk about how the Lord can help us with our day to day lives and I'm you know that's uh, I always use the slogan my show gives my work gives hope to the hopeless that's my goal with my work and. And that's what I'm here to do for you today. And whatever hopeless feelings you may be feeling right now, feelings of hopelessness you should be you could be experiencing right now. However, I want to word this: we all have them. We have we we get discouraged. We we feel hopeless. Situations are hopeless sometimes. It's it's okay. It's okay to feel that way, but we know. And I think that's one of the reasons God has me here because I'm somebody who deals with this kind of stuff all the time in my own life, I'm here to tell you there's no such thing as hopeless when it comes to God. It's not a matter of feeling it. It's a matter of believing it through faith. And sometimes you just need somebody like me to tell you that because you don't hear that a lot. And sometimes I need somebody to tell me that too. And and the Lord always seems to send those somebodies when we need them. So that's what today's show is going to be about. We got to learn to control our thoughts, and it's absolutely possible. And it all comes down to letting the Holy Spirit do His thing in our lives. That's when changes begin to happen, and and it, and it creates a chain reaction, and it makes it, that's how we we arrive at peace. You know, we're we're all looking for peace in life. It, it happens often unexpectedly by letting the Holy Spirit work in us. So that's all I want to say now. Let's pray, and then we'll talk more on the other side of the prayer, okay? Before we begin to pray, let's let's focus on the fact that I, I like to do this when I start these prayers. Let's focus on the fact that our Heavenly Father is with us right now. Our Heavenly Father is with us. He can hear us. He can see us. He loves us. And He's all-powerful. He is absolutely 100% in control of the entire universe right now. And it's very easy to forget that. Just turn on the TV, go on the internet, look around in your own life. It's very easy to forget it. Why is that? Because it doesn't appear that he's in control. But we got to remember he is in control. So because our father is with us, because he cares, let's turn to him now, okay? In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for being here once again. We turn to you knowing that you're always here with us wherever we are. Father, you are present everywhere at the same time. You exist outside of the limitations of time and space. And we don't need to comprehend everything about you and your existence in order to understand what we need to know about you. We know that you love us unconditionally. We know that you are all-powerful. And we know that you are completely in control of our lives. Therefore, Father, we can turn to you with confidence, knowing that you are able to answer all of our prayers. And you will answer them in the best way at exactly the right time. If we only learn to trust you. Our job is to trust you, to do what we can, and to present to you our needs. Your job is to be God. (laughs) Father, you got the tougher job, no doubt about it. Um, But it's so amazing that we're able to call you Father. And we're so grateful that by virtue of our baptism, we're incorporated into the body of Christ. And therefore, we become your adopted children. What an incredible opportunity. Father, we ask you to bless us and our family and our friends. We present to you all of our needs right now. You know what they are. I don't even have to mention them. We lift up the country of the United States. We lift up all the countries of the world. We ask you to draw all people close to you. We especially ask you to soften the hearts of anybody who has either turned their back on you or who doesn't even know that it's possible to have a relationship with you. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. Send your spirit upon me to allow me to deliver the message that you have for us. And please open all of our minds and hearts to be receptive to your message. Father, we ask these things, in the mighty and powerful, name above all names, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, who is your Son and our Lord, and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thanks for praying with me. I'm Gary Zimak. This is Following the Truth. I want to let you know that, you know, in case you missed it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to be hearing a lot about this for the next few weeks, Yesterday, I officially made the announcement about the Give Up Worry for Good online group study that I'm going to be leading beginning on June the 14th. Full details can be found on my website, followingthetruth.com. Essentially, the way we're going to do this is I'm going to walk you through my latest book, Give Up Worry for Good, which is an eight-week program to hopeful living and lasting peace. We're going to do it through this podcast through my daily email reflection, and I'm going to probably do some Facebook live sessions as well. I haven't figured out all of the details, but make sure you sign up for my email reflection, and then you're going to get all the details in case I decide to go in a different direction. and And I plan to be here on this show every Monday through Friday too. As far as the weekends, we're still going to have to figure out what we're going to do uh, with the program. I think we'll just stick to the uh, the news, the email reflections. Look, I, I want to keep this simple for you but i think it's important that together we go through this book give up worry for good which which is really selling well when i made this announcement yesterday the sales really took off on amazon i'm getting a lot of interest in this this program it's perfect for the summer because we many of us are now looking for things to do and, and and just because our parishes are opening up it doesn't mean that our parishes have summer programs available a lot of parishes don't have summer programs available. that's why I thought it's good to to set this give up to, to set up this give up worry for good uh, Bible study, online Bible study, whatever you want to call it. One of the reasons I'm so excited about doing this program is because of the fact that give up worry for good was written. I wrote it so that it would be able to be used in small groups give up worry for lent people wanted to use it for small groups but it wasn't set up that way people did it but i wanted to come up with something that would even be more suitable for small group use so this is it and the way it's going to work is um and and again if you want to sign up just make sure you sign up for the email the daily email reflection that's the most important thing to do and get yourself a copy of the book so the easiest thing is to go to following the com, my website you're gonna see a little caricature of me, a little button at the very top of the website. Click on that, and that's gonna give you all the information that you need on how to get the book, on how to sign up for my email reflection. And obviously you're listening to the podcast, so you got that part down. And the way it's gonna work is every Monday beginning on June the 14th, we're gonna we're gonna launch into a new theme. The book is broken down into weekly themes to help you to overcome worry. You know, this is something, You know the question might arise, well, I'm not a worrier. Is this going to help me? Absolutely. Because this book is going to help us, whether we're worriers, we're severe worriers, whether we're uh, people who like to be in control and maybe don't worry a lot, but generally it goes hand in hand. If you like to control, you tend to worry. But maybe you're not. Maybe you're just somebody who wants to get closer to God. This book's going to do it for you. Because the whole purpose of this book, this eight-week program, is to grow closer to God and to lean on Him more. That's what He wants, and that's what the book is set up to do. So I really think you're going to like it. Do me a favor. Let your friends know about this. Direct them to my website, followingthetruth.com. Let them sign up for it. Other than the cost of the book, this costs nothing. And you you don't often get an opportunity like this to walk through a book with the author of the book. And that, that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to give you some insight as to what I was thinking when I came up with each of the meditations. I mean, obviously, I wrote a reflection in the book, but I, I, I want to supplement that. And, and that's really what this program is going to be. It's going to be supplementing what is in the book so that together, and you know, we're going to be praying for one another. If you have questions, you can ask me questions either through email or, or, or through um, my Facebook live broadcast, there's going to be an opportunity for us, for you and me, to interact. And by the way, if you don't know it, I, I try to say this on the show and I really mean it, if you need anything, if I can help you, if you have questions, always feel free to send me an email at gary at followingthetruth.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. And um, I, I, I do answer my emails. Sometimes it takes me a little while, sometimes... Emails slip through the cracks, but that's not the norm. Normally, if you ask, if you email me, you're going to get an answer back. If you don't, you should write again because it's something went wrong. It happens every now and then. Anyway, followingthetruth.com is the place to go to find out about this program. Give up Worry for Good. Summer 2022, Stress-Free Summer. I'm sorry, Summer 2021. I'm a year ahead of myself. Uh, Stress-Free Summer is possible for us if we just let the Lord lead us, right? That's what, that's the purpose of this. Okay. Um, today's topic. All right. So here, here's what happened. I'm reaching on my wrist right now. I wear these Bible, I'm taking it off right now. These elastic Bible verse bracelets. My, my daughter sent away for them and I, and I really like them. And one of them that I was reading and, you know, after a while I put them on, I've got about, I don't know how many. I almost knocked my microphone over trying to get this bracelet off. I I wear about three. I wear three of them each day. And they're good reminders. They are positive Bible messages, Bible verses. And what happens, though, is in the morning, sometimes I I slap them on and I rotate them every day. I have a series of different ones, but I don't always read them and, and, and spend time pondering them as much as I should. Well, But I do get a glimpse of them, and I, some days more so than others. Anyway, the other day, I guess it was yesterday, I started looking at the one I was wearing. And I really liked it. And it's funny, this is not a Bible verse that appears in any of my books, at least not, I don't think it does. I've got a lot of different books highlighting a lot of different Bible verses, but I don't really this one never got my attention before this is the beautiful thing about the bible there's always something new you can find in the bible because this is how one of the main ways god speaks to us so it's obviously a dynamic relationship so it's romans 12 12 and and saint paul writes this and this is what i i I wrote in my in my email reflection today do not conform yourselves to this age but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. And what I like about this verse and why this really hit me, and it just sort of got my attention as I was reading through it, Paul reminds us of the importance of our thoughts, the importance of our mind. Any action, any word that comes from us always begins with a thought. Any feeling of fear when we worry in response to fear. That all comes about because of thoughts. And many times, these thoughts that are in our minds are imaginary scenarios. The what-if series of (laughs) thoughts. What-if is never a good for the most part, unless you're trying to prepare and there are there is a valid reason to come up with a list of what ifs maybe you're planning an event or something and you've got to be prepared and and, and the what ifs will make you be prepared for scenarios that could be problematic right So so what if can be important sometimes, but for the most part, what if is just going to, to make you feel uncomfortable. All of these things come from thoughts. You don't worry without thinking about something. You're not afraid unless you are thinking about something. Now, often these thoughts are, are almost subconscious. You don't even realize you're thinking about them. and They, they almost happen transparently, but it always originates with a thought. So, so the mind is a powerful thing. Um, St. Paul is saying in this verse that we should not conform ourselves to this age. And this is why, I think, this this is why the, what makes this even even a more special verse. In some translations of the Bible, that gets rendered as don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, or do not conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, what Paul is saying by do not conform yourselves to the age, he's warning us that the world thinks differently than the Christian, or at least than the Christian should. The world, 2,000 years ago, thought differently than Jesus. The world will tell you everything depends on you. There are plenty of things to worry about. You better be afraid of tomorrow. If you don't do it, nobody will do it. Everything should be geared toward your own happiness. You deserve to be happy. One thing after another, these messages we get bombarded with. If you buy enough stuff, you're going to be happy. These are the messages of the world. You hear this a lot. Faith just makes you feel good but it's not realistic. Putting your faith in God is not realistic. On and on and on. This is the message you get so often from the world. Miracles don't happen anymore. That's just in the past. We hear a lot of these messages. Paul's saying, don't think like the world thinks, but instead be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The renewal of your mind. Now, what's that all about? Well, The Holy Spirit is a powerful force. And one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to transform us from the inside into the image of Jesus. So that begins with the Holy Spirit transforming our mind, the way we think, what we think about. So that we are able to think with the mind of Jesus. It's an incredible gift. Literally, we have the Spirit who is inside of Jesus. We have that Spirit living in us. So we are able to think as Jesus thought. Now, it requires some work on our part, But Paul is telling us, don't give in to the conventional thinking of the world. Now, I am not saying ignore the world, ignore the fact that there are problems, ignore the fact that there are things you need to get done, that you need to take care of. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, think with the mind of Christ. And in my email reflection today, I pointed out that Jesus was able to sleep in the boat in the midst of a serious storm and he was able to surrender to the will of his father on the night before he died even though it involved pain and agony unimaginable pain and agony why was he able to sleep in the boat and entrust his life to his father it's because he trusted the father's plan he loved the father he realized the father loved him and he was able to trust and I think you know when you come right down to this i was I was having this conversation with my wife Eileen today as we were going to daily Mass, and I said, "Honey, it all, you know I was thinking about it. It all comes down to trust. our relationship with God all comes down to trust, and so many things each day cause us to ask the question or to hear the question and then answer it. you can you can almost hear it phrased from God or just ask yourself the question." Are you willing to trust God or not? When when bad things happen in your life, we um, at Mass today, the first reading was from the book of Tobit. A lot of bad stuff went on in Tobit's life, just in the same way things happened to Job. And we're not going to ever fully comprehend all of the things that might happen in our lives. Some of them are going to be beyond our comprehension. But we could understand on some level that God who loves us unconditionally, meaning no conditions are attached to his love. God who loves us unconditionally is allowing these things, whatever they may be, to happen. Nothing can happen in our lives without God signing off on it. And, and you know that can be a that can be a troublesome thing to think about sometimes it could be problematic to it could cause us a lot of grief when we think about that but it also can be difficult to live life and not think that way i apologize for that my phone went off in the middle of this <laughs> Thought I heard that had the volume turned off. But it can be difficult to think about that sometimes. And realize that, well, God has to allow these bad things to happen. If he really is allowing them to happen in my life, does he really love me? And the answer is yes, he does. We just have a different um a different idea of what love means. When we love somebody, we try to do nice things for them, and we don't If we can stop something unpleasant from happening in their lives, we do it. But God often has to allow the storms to occur in our lives so that he can get our attention and ultimately take us to a better place. It's a completely different scenario. God's got a different way of operating than we do because he's God and we're not. But sometimes these unpleasant things have to happen to us. And we have to understand, and this is by faith we understand this, that nothing can happen without him approving it. It doesn't mean that he wills evil. He allows it to happen. A lot of evil comes about because of free will, but the reason he allows it to happen is because he can use it for good. So, so my mind, I am able to, with, again, this is the Holy Spirit's job, one of the Holy Spirit's job, it is possible In my mind. To think as Jesus thought. But that means when I get a negative thought. What if this never gets better? Or what if I don't get through this? Or what if my bank account completely runs out? Or what if this rain never stops? You know it could go on and on depending on your circumstances. When I start to think like that. Then I have to do my part and, and really analyze the situation and say, okay, this feels hopeless. It's not hopeless. So, so I'm kind of doing self talk when I'm saying that. It's not hopeless. God can handle this. And then I turn to him and ask for help. And I also, at the beginning of each day, this is this is what I do. You you can do this, I think it helps. I ask the Holy Spirit to inspire my thoughts, my words, and my actions. So the thoughts in the mind, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, help me to think with the way you want me to think, to think with the mind of Jesus. And I also say, Holy Spirit, control my emotions. Because a lot of times our emotions run crazy and we have to, we have to rein them in. But what Paul is telling us is to think differently. Don't think like the world, th- the world thinks. Think like Jesus thinks. And that's only possible with the help of the Holy Spirit. And sooner or later, you know, this is, a, this is a process. It doesn't always happen overnight. Most often it doesn't happen overnight. But sooner or later you may find yourself being able to sleep through the storm because you're confident that God's in control. And you can trust him more, which is pretty funny, because as I'm looking at the other bracelet I'm wearing today, it's another great verse from Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So trust in the Lord and lean not on your understanding. There are going to be things in life that you will not be able to comprehend and God often does that because He wants us to have faith in Him. So, our minds are finite. There's a lot of things that we don't understand. But that's normal. And that's why, at that point in time, we're called to trust. So, that's what uh, that's what I wanted to leave with you today. I'll read that verse again. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. By thinking in this way, not like the world tells you to think, but thinking like a disciple of Jesus Christ, as somebody who is powered by the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to discern God's will for your life. Just as Jesus discerned, in even in his humanity, that it was his will. It was the Father's will for him to die on the cross. But Jesus went through a period of struggling on the night before he died. A troublesome for us when we look at this period of struggling. But don't let the world tell you how to think. Let Jesus tell you how to think. And know that there is no situation that's hopeless. See, this is the way our mind needs to, we need to change the way our mind works. And we can do that, it's, it takes practice. But that's one of the things we're going to be doing in this eight-week period. When in the summer, beginning on June the 14th, we give up worry for good. All right? So if you want to find out more about that, don't forget, visit my website, followingthetruth.com. And I'm looking forward to be back, being back with you here tomorrow. I plan to be here. I hope you'll join me as well on following the truth. Have a wonderful night. God bless you. Thank you for listening